Hey everyone, welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition where we have one movie that we would review with a bunch of spoilers. So if you haven't heard or seen Cruella, the movie recently, please take time to go watch and then come back. We're going to start in five, four, three, two, uno. All right. So like Tony said, the movie we're talking about today is going to be Cruella. Um, those of you who are in the know, this is a Disney character based on a cartoon and a live action movie back in the day of a thousand and one Dalmatians. Now, uh, the debate still stands between that. We had discussion where, whether this is a prequel or a reimagining of the same, uh, character. Um, and only because if you remember the original character, the whole premise was that she was so obsessed with fashion. She wanted to. Basically, kill a hundred and one Dalmatians to make a coat. Yes. Um, but okay. We get before we get into the movie. Yeah. Thanks for the great introduction. We do have a special guest. Oh, that's this. so right. I do apologize. <laughs> you Go just, ahead, Tony. You just right into the. To the I, just, I was just so focused. I'm sorry, guys. We have our niece Angel to come in and give her view of the movie with us. Yep. Yep. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, in in regards to either yeah. a prequel or original, we're or reimagining or reimagining. We're gonna find out. On the next movie, because supposedly it got greenlit for a sequel. Which I can see a sequel, but I, I, the only way no, I... Th- yeah, the, and that's, I think that's what's... This is what the sequel is going to determine where it's going to lead to. If it's a reimagining or... Although, or, I am going to make arguments to why this is a pre is a, is a reimagining. Imagine. No, no, I... I, I, I have I, my I, arguments I, ready. I want... Study. <laughs> but here's the only thing. I want, written I, down. I want it to be... In pen. I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> he carved it in stone. <laughs> So I do want I do mm. like the idea of being a reimagining than a prequel, and I feel like the sequel is the deciding factor of where it's going to lead because if the sequel comes in and she her character completely flips and wants to start killing Dalmatians, then you're like, all right, the the Cruella the movie was a prequel to well, lead into the sequel, which is going to lead into well. Before Dalmatians. we get into those details, let's let me give you a synopsis. On this particular movie, because like I said, A Thousand Wild Dalmatians was the one where Cruella wanted to kill a hundred wild Dalmatians to make a coat. In this one, um, she goes by two names. Um, originally starts off with Estella, uh, uh, played by Emma Stone. So Estella is a young girl, clever and determined to become a fashion designer. Um, at one point, she um, her mother passes away. It's a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and then she meets these uh two these two boys in uh in, in a city, and they all kind of get into grifting in um England, and uh, growing up. So basically, they are very good at scamming, stealing stuff like that. So eventually, she starts to follow her dream uh to become a designer. Meets um the Baroness, which is the pinnacle of fashion in the sixties in London. Um, and Emma slowly- Thompson, Tomlin, Thompson. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Emma Thompson, and slowly discovers there are some uh, secrets between her and the Baroness that they share. Um, since we are getting a spoiler, we'll get in more detail about what those secrets are. Um, that at one point in the movie, she starts to embrace a wicked side of her that she's always suppressed, which she in the movie and her, her and her mother named Cruella. Yeah. Um. So continuing the story. So okay. Um, this movie, I like the movie. The movie was amazing. I love, my favorite thing about the movie, as weird as it sounds, was the characters were great. The story was great. The acting was wonderful. But my favorite part of the movie was fashion. 
Like, yeah. everything mm-hmm. was done with a fashionable eye. Every scene was uh, was pictured with this, this like, almost like you can rip it off and put it into, like, a, a, a Vogue magazine type yeah, thing. Yeah, like a, like a two-page spread. Some, yes. like, some of the images on itself, not even including anything that involved the dresses itself. Yeah, they were just very well thought out, very visually stimulated, very beautiful. Um, the re- Again, and going back to, like, uh, as far as why I said this and reimagining is... Yeah. There's a lot, if you break down what 1001 Dalmatians was, and you break down this movie, they're essentially the same movie, just kind of everything is scrambled around. Yeah. So, like, for example, I think it was Anita Loveheart, which it was in this movie. Um, it was her best friend from school, and she met again in, later in life when she became Cruella again. Um, in the com- in the original movie, that play, she's like, she's like, uh, um, she's like uh, Estella's role she yeah. is this very talented designer who works for the cruella which in this case uh the baroness very much resembles who cruella was in one donations very just viciously just mean uh spirited person who just wants to be um revered for her fashion for everything so she didn't care who she had to kill as long as she, you know she was the one in, on top um so again those were the that's why i say those characters are kind of jumbled up so now you have Estella, who's Cruella, playing the, playing that character um, over Emma Thompson, who is dom- um, kind of a Cruella-ish character from whatever. So uh, continuing, then you have little things like um, she actually wore the coat. Yeah. The coat mm-hmm. that, like, from 100 Wild Dalmatians, as far as uh, being made of Dalmatians, was not, just FYI, it was not made from any kind of animal. No, no animals harmed. harmed in this movie. Actually, no animal mm-hmm. existed in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that. No, a couple of scenes that were live actions. You think so? Because I'm few, like, every, scenes, like, there was a few scenes that were live action. Most of it was CGI dogs. But you but know, all funny? the CGI dogs were not harmed in the making of this movie, guys. Just, to, just. You know, honestly, I completely get it. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about it for a while. I was like, you know, something. There's a lot of things in Hollywood that I complain about in regards to being CGI. Like, I've seen movies where they use freaking ketchup as CGI. Yeah, ridiculous. But I can understand the whole thing with CGI with the dogs because I'm like, one, it must be very difficult to find dogs that well trained. And then you have to also think about the um, animal rights concerns. Yeah, animal what, safety. And animal safety. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it is cost more cost effective to use CGI dogs rather than have because to put do real dogs through all, those, through, through all that rigmarole. rigmarole. Um, oh, the last argument before you get into your opinions about it. Yeah. Um, and I know, I feel, I feel like when it comes to dogs, maybe people that know dogs might know this, but okay. At the end of the movie, FYI, if I, like I said, spoiler full, um, she keeps the, the, there's three Dalmatians in the movie, three main, very mean Dalmatians, um, that essentially, uh, you would, you would think a Cruella hated because they kind of caused the death of her mother, Yeah. but she ended up adopting towards the end of the movie because she always had them with her. They started to obey her and then she took them to the manor with them when she moved into the manor. Yeah. Um, one of them was pregnant because that was referenced a couple of times and then two puppies were given. One to Anita uh, Hart, uh, I forgot the name. Love Hart. Um, and then the other one to Roger, which those are the characters who have um, all the Dalmatians that she ends up stealing. Yeah. Right? Uh, but they're brother and sister. Yeah. Puppies. Like, so are they the ones that are going to get together, hook up and create a bunch of like Dalmatians? Like, and I, I don't know if that's like natural within the dog thing, but I just, I in general, most people, I don't know. They might feel weird about brother and sister dogs having a bunch of puppies. Yeah. No. (laughs) Inbred. 
Like inbred, inbred, inbred dogs. dogs. Like inbred doggies. That's something like, <laughs> I think that they set up to, that they used a lot of the essential elements, you know, uh, uh, the, the uh, was it Jasper and um, Horace? Horace stealing the dogs like they do in the, in the yeah, movie. It, Her talking about making a, a, a Dalmatian coat. Um, you that's know, what I loved about it. It's like a, there was a lot of callbacks fan to, fan to, to, to 100 Wild Dalmatians. And that's why I says they're reimagining. If you think about it, it's perfect because it worked for Maleficent and it could work for this one. Yeah. Maleficent, the story stayed relatively the same, except there was more of the uh, the inspiration of why they did the way they did. Yeah. But in this case, yeah, I could see the reimagining be this story because I don't want her to be the villain now. I want her to be the anti-villain, um, the kind of anti-hero type character. Yeah. So the next one, I'm hoping that she goes up against another fashion designer who maybe um, is very big into killing animals to create outfits. Like more animal cruelty. Yes, and then she fights them. Yeah. Yeah. So another character who's very much emulates the Cruella Cruella. from the cartoons, but she fights them. Yeah, I I do. Damn, that was a good... And and a lot of them, I see it, except I like that idea for the sequel. That they have a new villain that's more cruel and more harmful to animals, or something in that extent. That they, because the, it, like they club baby seals. Like no, and think about it, in this movie, they were very much. <laughs> oh they were very. God. She was very pro dog. Yeah, like she had two dogs to begin with before she adopted the three mm-hmm. Dalmatians later in the movie. So she loved dogs. Yeah, Whisker was the best. I'm gonna let you know now. The uh, one, Winky, the, w- Winks, Winks, <laughs> the one-eyed Chihuahua. Yeah, he was the best. He well, he, he stole the show when when there was dogs around. He's the one that stole the oh, show. Oh well, they put him around. in that little rat costume. That was, <laughs> Yo, that was the that best. Was, oh my god, that was like my All favorite. Right, so, okay. That was your favorite. It was so, it was just amazing. I was like, really? Was, this is adorable. One of them, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, there was a lot. When uh, maybe like whenever she would like challenge the Baroness and just come out in all her costumes and like that one scene where she came out of the dumpster truck uh, and the whole dress was just yeah, the following story, her. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. The, all of that. Oh, and the oh, concert. Just amazing. All the just... all the outfits that she, she did to, to outperform or outshine the Baroness at her moments mm-hmm. was like... Yes. Actually, I thought... Um, I had to have like... I was like, you know how you grip your hands and be like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was I like, thought Emma Stone was like did a... like the trophy in your yeah, hand. for like, real. Every mm-hmm. time. When she made that change from Stella to Cruella, I thought that was brilliant as far as how she, she was so commanding when she became Cruella. Yeah, like, it was two. Di- it was like two different personalities coming out. Like especially I, the way I, she would I, talk to people yeah. and how she approached. I love. And that's it. one thing I loved about it with Emma Stone's transformation, is that when she ever when she reverted back to Stella, in the movie when she was uh, she was embracing Cruella more, you could see that she she still tried to poke fun. Mm-hmm. At the Baroness when she was like, "Oh, thank you." She's like, "Don't say thank you to me." She's like, "Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. don't show appreciation. Don't show that. appreciation. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank th- you for that. Uh, uh, no, no, thank you." Like she kept on. And using she just like left the room awkwardly. Yeah, but she used that as a moment just to be like. It's almost like her, poke fun uh, of her. Remember when friends were used to like bang each other, like their wrists together to say, you know, whatever. <laughs> that yeah. was her way of saying F exactly. So in this case, it. she found her way of cursing her out by saying thank you. Yeah, just getting on her nerves. So, but it was funny because one thing I liked about the Baroness was the way they depict villains is one thing I hate about the depict villains. They depict villains always to be liars type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, but no, she really wasn't like, you know, she definitely would um, give this girl credit whenever. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that was a good idea or whatever. Or she would take credit when she would need to. But, um, but those are my favorite parts. What was yours? Like aside from the fashion stuff, what was your overall review of Cruella the Villain? I... It was a really good movie. It was, I to be honest, I think it's one of Emma's like 
best work. I just loved like the pacing too. That yeah. was really good. I was like, may it might be rushed, and I don't know how it is because it's like, you know, the cartoons and movies and shows were just like more like like at Condensed. you. Yeah. yeah. So I was like kind of concerned because of Disney movie, but I think like I w- there was times I forgot it was a Disney movie. So I was like, that's was, that's one thing good. that when you do it good because a lot of um, Disney movies have uh, this like we already know what to expect. Yeah, we're already we're already, and that's good because I know I think 101 Dalmatian was like an hour and 20 minutes of it, mm-hmm. and it was and like you said like the pace and like the storyline has to be moved fast to get everything out in 120. This was like two hours, and you and there's only one character you're focusing on. Just stretch, you're but just stretching. I do like that there. The idea there was multiple. It wasn't just one reveal. Oh, there was multiple. There was multiple little layers of reveal, and I loved how they use it because I didn't expect once they revealed one thing, you didn't expect the other part. But then you get the other part, you're like whoa. Well, just to, just to FYI. So uh, the first thing is that she she was a little girl when her mother passed away, and she knows that. Uh, these dogs that were chasing her end up causing her mother to fall. Yeah. So at no point did she actually blame the dogs or anybody else but herself because she felt irresponsible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with one reveal, which was just this necklace, then you get okay, wow, it's not me. It was the Baron. Uh, uh, it was the Baroness, or, or as far as, um, you know, she was there to see her, and now I just want my jewelry again. She's not really shifting blame yet. She's just saying that she wants her necklace. Yeah. Because and also this lady had a just horrible opinion of her mother, which she wanted to get revenge for. And then again, then the next part with the whistle and like, wait a minute, and a reveal of something everything. bigger, and then mm-hmm. again a reveal of why all this stuff. Like, I thought that was great. Yeah. I love layers the in a movie, especially yeah. a, such a simple movie like a cartoon like this, to have such distinguished layers and be very and, simple and, with it. And that's at the same one. Time. That's what. That's one thing I loved about it. You mentioned it mm-hmm. is that when her mom died, and that she blamed herself. They could have easily taken the easy route and be like, "Oh, my mom died because of those dogs." Yeah, like she should have. She should have shown shift, hatred. She could have shifted to the dogs, and that's what have been the whole movie. And you're like, "That's a cheap cop out for yeah. character mm-hmm. growth." Yes, like you, you just and that's and that's one great thing that she had this internal struggle <laughs> throughout the whole movie. That even like that, every moment that another layer opened, it relieved her of the pressures that she's been holding. And understand, open your eyes wider to understand what was a full picture of what really happened. Mm. But let's get into one thing, and I want to see what you guys thought. Mm. What was your favorite introduction to her? Her favorite uh, sto- showstopper moment. What was your favorite showstopper moment? As far as which, oh, which one of the ones mm. like she did with? She did like six. Mm-hmm. She did sixes. She she did the bike one. She did the the, the dump the truck. Dump, dump truck, truck. The one on top of the car. Yeah. The the uh, the show. The um the rock show. Mm-hmm. And oh, I oh, love the rock sh- and the party and the party where she lets like she drops a flame and like that's the first one. So yeah, she did five. Okay. So um, which one's your favorite? The one with he- Angel. Oh my gosh! That's, yes. it, it's between the first one and the last one, the rock show and the cave because it was just it was just both good. I loved the music. That was one thing uh, I loved. Yeah, the soundtrack. The soundtrack like, the so- oh my god, the soundtrack was amazing. The soundtrack yes. of this movie is gonna be amazing. And so if you had to pick the first or the last one, and why? Ooh. I want to hear this one. Ooh. Because um, they're they're both at, at at a pinnacle point because one is her introduction and one's her setting her stone, like nailing like the last the coffin, mm-hmm. the little uh, hitting the last nail in the coffin for the Baroness. Okay, well much. then the last one, the last one, the, the, the rock show? show. Yeah, because 
we we had seen the first one in the trailer a bunch of times. It yeah. was still amazing in the action movie, seeing you know the whole scene and everyone's like dialogue. But the Rock show was just amazing because I didn't know. I thought they were just gonna walk. I didn't know people were gonna bring up like a guitar and start yeah. playing. It was just amazing, and the lights. It was just amazing, and the, and when she had like the coat, everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my god, she killed the dogs!" And then she told him, like, "No, no, I didn't kill the dogs." <laughs> she had to like reassure her, "No, I love animals." So the rock show was probably like my favorite. It was just like amazing all around. How about you, Nick? My favorite's gonna be um, as far as overall presentation. I would have said the the one where she came in the motorcycle. I loved uh, the look that she had, the, oh. the appearance and lights. Um, yes. As far as the sto- a showstopper that w- I would cut out of a magazine, that I thought was a great magazine cover, which was the one that she, the next one over that, where she locked the Baroness in her car. Yes. I thought that was one that I would love to see printed. Oh my gosh, yes. But as far as my favorite overall, it would have been, it was the, 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 truck? the, no, no, the motorcycle one where she came with the, the future. The future. Uh, uh, kind of titled over her face with the, yeah. with the spray paint and then the walls with the, um, the glow, uh, the kind of, uh, um, uh, glow, the kind of groovy glow, uh, paints, like the black, uh, black light paints. Mm-hmm. That one, those are. That's those are, you know what's funny. I, I, those are the two that I'm saddling. I'm, I'm between with is the 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 bike introduction because I love the way it said the future mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. for some reason if you there was a moment like if you would have paused it where she just comes out of the the smoke. mist the mm-hmm. smoke. Then you see all you just see the silhouettes of everybody just watching her, and she's just standing in the middle with nobody else. Like I am the future, and mm-hmm. I love the uh, the uh, the impl- uh, how it was implying that when she was on top of the car, it said the past. She's like, "There's no like more." Like it's underneath her skirt, mm-hmm. and there's a little light. She's like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, yeah, it's a very it's a that was very, like her uh, career ending. Yeah, away. she's very like beautiful yeah. piece of art. But I would say one thing though, I do like in the first introduction. Um, she, uh, her eyes, like I'm something about Emma Stone's eyes in that that scene because she's wearing the mask. Yeah, I loved it because it was super animated. If you watch the scene again, watch right before she she drops the match, her eyes just kind of blow like blow up, like they just get huge, and it just oh, adds real? to the scene. Yeah, it's a beautiful scene overall, but she she's almost like this is all yeah, mm-hmm. and then just kind of drops <laughs> it. Boom, mic drop. Exactly. It was, it was, that's what I'm saying. Like. I think who, uh, whoever the visual director for this that movie is like, I mean, this is director, right? Um, and obviously, he works with uh, somebody like a visual director, or like yeah. a, a principal photographer, stuff like that. Them working together or just director in general, they had a vision that just came out so beautiful for this movie. Oh yeah, so, I think their intentions, how they wanted it, hit it right on the nail. Yeah, so definitely, I love the movie. I would definitely watch it. I've watched it about three times now, already. Um, yeah. And I can't wait for the sequel. As 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 long as it's again, it's a there's kind of a, a similar story that I gave you, where they don't just try to make her into the Thousand One Dalmatians Cruella. Yeah. Because I feel like that's just that. Let's leave that one alone. Let's go ahead and we got this new one. Let's use it because I think if they try to do that, they're gonna have to come up with a super good story for that to work. To because me. yeah, if you try to make her the villain now, like that villain. I think it's people hard. just not because they loved her. People, gonna, loved people her. love her now, so they're not going to love her if you depict her as somebody who just wants to kill dogs. Yeah, like it, that. That you just lose all the people that love that love Cruella after that. So let's get into the Nikki ratings. Um, so before we get to Nikki's, because this is the first time know, Angel, Angel's been on our show, so we have a Nikki's ratings. It's from one to five. One, one to five. One to five. One Nikki. Okay. Being that this movie is completely horrible, there's nothing to get out of it. 
the, don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. Two is that it's above that. It's a little bit better than I expected. There's, this has redeemable qualities. Yeah. Overall, still bad. Still bad. Three is average. Is like there, there's, there's. That's what I expected. Yeah, that's what I expected okay. out of a movie. Four was like, wait, it's a little bit better than I expected. There's still a little bit flaws. Very little. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change much about it because I know that's there. Maybe it's it, great it, for it, what it, it is. Yeah, great for what it is. It, it works for what the movie is and whatever. Five is like, this movie is a masterpiece. There's nothing I would change, nothing I would do about it. Just put it There's on There's only my two movies we've ever given a five star to. Yes. And that was uh, Endgame. Yes. And um, Shazam. Yes. The only two movies we've ever given a five star rating to. Okay. All right. So, being our first guest, we'll we'll let you go. Start it off. How many Nickies would you give, Corella? Um, it it exceeded like my expectations. It really did. It so, did. Yes, because you know it's Corella, so I was like, mm, okay, it's gonna be fine. And then especially for a Disney movie, but it was just really good, especially because of Emma Stone. Um, maybe f- five. Five. Yes. Cool. Ooh. Five, Nick, on that <laughs> one. That means she's gonna be watching it for years to come. Yes, I hundred percent. I would give this four Nickies. Four. Four Nickies. It was a solid. It was a great movie. Solid in a lot of aspects. Um, I do very little things. I I would change or might change, but it doesn't hit that mark because you know it's like one of those movies. Usually a five for me, it would be like something I could rewatch. Mm-hmm time and time again and never get tired like this one i could watch it a few more times and i don't have to really watch it again even though it's a great movie mm-hmm. how about you nick i'm gonna give it a four i kind of was debating between a th- uh i would because i really was like, hey, I mean, it's good it was really good i have nothing against it i just felt like in order for it to have been a legendary movie like a di- legendary disney movie yeah because think about all those movies that you remember watching disney that they were just something you keep on watching over and over again. And I think this was a good one. I just felt like they should have added a little bit more comedy. So to the dark yeah. parts to kind of bounce it out to the point where that would have. Because I was like, man, what is it about this movie that I like? But I felt like it hasn't hit legendary status. Yeah. And I think a little bit more comedy would have definitely threw it over the top to kind of counterbalance some of the dark parts. Um, and definitely would have made the movie more, like I said, more iconic. All right. So before we end the show, we have two two things to talk about. And I want to get to your things. So being upon this Cruella movie coming out and a lot of live action Disney movies been out recently, mm-hmm. I did my research and found out there are about 14 live action movies based on an animated movie that are coming out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try the Nikki ratings, but on a different level, okay. in a different way. We're going to char- show our excitement. For movies that haven't come out yet. For no, but he- here's my twist. Here's my twist. Okay, just jump in ahead. I'm in, man. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> no, I'm understanding where you're coming from first. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is we're going to use like the Nikki ratings mm-hmm. from one to five. But this one is, what is your excitement level of this movie? So one being like, I'm not excited about this movie to come out. Or five, like, yo, I could see this coming out. I want to watch it the minute it comes out. Your excitement of how you want to watch. If I say mm-hmm. three, can I just be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you can like you. you it's like, I don't give a shit, but I'll watch. No, it. like one is like I don't want this movie to ever see the light of day, and three is like I it does not it does not change my life one bit one little bit. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I works for me. Okay, so the first one is The Little Mermaid. They're gonna have Hale oh. Hale uh, ha- Bailey. Haley Berry. Haley Bailey. Oh, Haley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ba- not, not Haley Berry. Haley <laughs> Bailey. To play uh, Ariel and then uh, Melissa McCarthy to play Ursula. 
So what is your excitement for that one? I'm a four. Four. I was four, and then I heard Melissa McCarthy, and I heard I got to three. We got to three because you don't like Melissa McCarthy? It's not that I don't like her. It just feels like the laziest casting ever. What big girl is funny that we can put in that character list? Put Melissa McCarthy. Like, that's, it, that's, that's it. And like I, When they were talking about Lady Gaga playing her, I was like, man, that means that the musicals on this are going to be amazing. Yeah. Or and she and she's good at playing dark parts from uh, um, uh, America, um, uh, American Horror Story. American Horror Story. So I was excited when I heard that, but then now I hear this, it just feels like it's gonna be. It's a very kind of easy role. Like if you would, the next easiest role would have been if you made um, uh, Ursula uh, Queen Latifah, which Queen Latifah literally has depicted. She that played character. her in the musical, That's which was saying. really good. The, the TV because again, another alive, easy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Another super obvious casting like, yeah i have nothing wrong with obvious casting with some parts but when it comes to disney roles if you're especially gonna i don't know i just felt like if they did it with somebody interesting like you're gonna give me something from the movie the, the show or movie and then great like the singing aspect was was something i got excited about with uh lady gaga uh, you know stuff like that but like with mccarthy i just thought it was gonna be oh so she's basically just gonna be like all of other you know mccarthy i have <laughs> nothing against mccarthy McCarthy, I have nothing against her. I think she's hilarious, but it's just, I don't know. I don't, she's not, I don't think she's going to bring in that role. Well, she's going to play the role, but she, okay. So with her, her comedy level and everything like that, she's very similar to like, um, uh, Will Smith and stuff like that. Like there's certain Mm -hmm. actors that they're so iconic. They're famous for what they do and they're very like consistent with what they do to the point where you stop. Basically it's, it doesn't become that these actors are playing characters it's just that these characters are played by these actors so you yeah. don't you still see the you only see the actor like um with uh, uh um with Johnny Depp yeah like he's a great actor i love him but if you start looking at <laughs> all those Johnny roles Depp? i love him but <laughs> you just start seeing that oh is Johnny Depp playing this role as opposed to oh is this character yeah like you don't the character doesn't come out at all you're just seeing Oh, it's gonna be McCarthy playing Ursula. Not oh my god, it's Ursula in live action. Yeah. So the next one is Sorry, Peter Pan and Wendy. A rant and a half. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Peter Pan and Wendy. Is okay. Coming, coming with the live action. Okay, but is that a new story? A new, new uh, version of it? I think they're gonna take it. Uh, it's um, an adaptation from the play because they had a Peter Pan and Wendy play, mm-hmm. and they're taking that adaptation and putting it on live action. If it's a new story, like if it's something new to look forward to, then I would give it a three and a half to. Four. For excitement rating, but if it's just to kind of redo the same story that we've heard a million times, then so then they, they so <laughs> yeah so they have um so here's some some of the some of the casting for it they have uh, Ever Anderson from Black Widow uh, they have a, some new guy called Alexander Maloney to play Peter Pan they have Jude Law as Captain Hook and to round out the cast they have Jim Gaffigan. And uh, Alan Tudyk, Tunic. Let me guess. Jim Tudyk. Gaffigan is gonna be Jim Gaffigan. Where is Jim Gaffigan? Uh, the comedian. He's gonna be the scruffy, the scruffy assistant to to Captain Hook. Uh, I feel. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? I forgot. I know he's talking about. Um, I forgot the name, but I know he's talking about the the little the little guy who's always around the captain. Yeah. All right. So the next one is uh, Jungle Book, the sequel to to the first one. To the the first live action one, the first live action. That's the one that that uh, the one, John, wait, which, John Favreau did. The okay, so live action one is the one that was voiced by like all the big actors, right? Yes. Okay, because there was two live actions recently, right? Yeah. But the big but one, the, the one was Baloo, mm-hmm. which wasn't. I don't think it was uh, Jungle Book. 
It wasn't. It, no, it was blue. It's Jungle Book related, but it wasn't. I think it's called Blue. I forget the name, but I know that you were talking about. There was one that was based off the Jungle Book, but it wasn't like a no. Disney, like okay. Disney where John Favreau did it. But okay. John Favreau was attached to it. We have uh, the. I mean, inc- this is a sequel, not another again reboot, reboot of the same exact story. But the cast on this, mm-hmm. the original cast included an all-star of voicings, including Bill Murray. I think this they're attaching them. To come, no confirmation. Oh, wait. well, Bill Murray is uh, King Louis. King Louis, but yeah. they have uh, the oh, I was see. yeah. So the first one had Bill Murray, Bing Kingsley, Idris Elba, Lupita yeah. Longo, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah. So I don't. They haven't confirmed. Totally that, huge cast. Yeah, they haven't confirmed if they're coming back. Well, Idris Elba, I think, died in the first one. Huh? Yeah. So well, yeah, I remember he was. Uh, so what's your? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, we, we didn't do. Peter Pan and Wendy. What was your excitement on that one? Oh, I told you. Uh, if it's a reimagining of a story, it's like a, it's a new story they're, they're telling yeah. us, then I'll give it a three and a half to five, four. But if it's just going to be a rehash of the same story that we've heard a million times, then one to two. What about you? Mm, four. Because I loved all the movies, and oh, it was Peter like Pan? one of my favorite books growing up. Is that your favorite com- live uh, cartoon movie of Disney? What's your favorite Disney movie that's um, animated? Uh, before we, get to, before we re- um, revisit Hercules. Hercules? I love all Greek like mythology, so okay. Hercules is like my. Fa- I can like recite it like it's so bad. <laughs> all right, so what do we Emperor's do? Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> Jungle Book. So what do we do about? What do we think about Jungle Book? Uh, just a sequel, so it's being a new structures. And Favreau's always been good at what he does, so I'll give it a four. Excitement rating. Four. All right, four. Mm-hmm. Next one is the Lion King prequel. Two, one. And this one is gonna be directed Zero. by Barry Jenkins. <laughs> Three. I don't know what it is. Huh? Uh, mm. Moonlight. Mm. Three? That's a huge director Three. for something. That's an artistic director for something like this. Yeah, so he's 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 attached to um, direct a sequel. Still, I give it a one. Still give it a one? I just, I don't, the, f- I don't know, but I, I'm not trying to, to crap on the liking that came out. Yeah. I just didn't think it was anything interesting. So I don't I don't know if I want to see another movie that just talks about something that happened before that one that I didn't find interesting. Okay, this is my thing. <laughs> so then the next one is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs reboot again. So here, all right. So the there's like so, so many. No, but here's the thing. So the Snow White and the Huntsman and the sequel, the Huntsman. Uh, what is it called? Winter's War. Yeah, that had nothing to do with Snow White. Are both <laughs> are both adaptations of the original Brothers Grimm movie. This Disney has featured um, the new Snow White live action adaptation will have a title called Rose Rose Red, which would be eventually shifted back. So it's announced that Mark Webb, the Amazing Spider-Man director, and uh, will direct, and then they will have Aaron Cressida Wilson from The Girl on the Train to write it. So. And they're gonna have a bunch of songs from Justin Paul that did Aladdin and La La Land. To get I mean, all great names, but right now we're talking about the basic idea, and right now the basic idea is not uh, is not uh, putting my wind in my sails right now. So two, two, two. Yeah. All right. Now <laughs> we go on to another one, and I think you like it because I've seen you play a lot Aladdin the sequel, <gasps> and apparently they're gonna bring back the original cast of this. I thought some of the songs were catchy, but the movie overall wasn't great. But I, 
I don't. I would like to see what they do with it. Like I, I put this. It was. It impressed me enough to to let me to let make me want to see what they can do. Yeah. So this was going to be a new story. Is that going to follow? Is like, it still going to be Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie's going to be a uh, guy. Ritchie's still going to be directing. Okay. Is it be a new story? So is that going to uh, do the Return of Jafar or the King of Thieves at the mm. TV series that the animated series that they had for a bit? So it's going to be a whole new story mm. after Aladdin two, for Aladdin two. Now the question is, is I wonder what they. Is Aladdin going to... I mean, is um, the genie going to be part of it at all? Yeah. Will Smith is supposedly going to come back. Okay, so prize, uh, in the second... In the other one, he's almost human and he left. He got married and had kids and run away. So yeah. I'm wondering how that sequel is going to play. But again, wonder, it means good things because now I'm curious, which curious I want to see. So I'll give it a five. Nice. I, because the movie... The first movie was so great. It was just... And I want to see how the I'm music... Curious. The music yes. was good. The, the music, music, the was cinematography, good. everything was really uh, There were some things I did not care for the first one as much. But I thought Will Smith created his own Aladdin very well. His own genie. His own genie very well. Um, and I love it. In respect it. to the... No, because the again, he didn't, try, he didn't try to be yeah, Robin Williams. That's what's fun. That was great about it. And he? he just... Listen, I'm going to play the this genie like Will Smith would play this genie. And not try to play it like Robin Williams. Because nobody will ever play like Robin Williams. Oh, I respect right. that. All right, so the next one is Hunchback. So it's going to be derived from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, so it's a live action. They have uh, Josh Gad uh, possibly as in the movie, and I know he's one of the producers to it. He's going to be the Hunchback? Maybe. I don't so see. He's, I don't know if he's going to be in it, but I know he's, he's one of the producers of the movie. I just don't see how he's going to do, to do that movie without it being fat shaming or like shaming of like people like because that's the whole point is that he's shamed because he looks ugly and that's so that's, like that's gonna be more I'm just of an acceptance no no just, i guess what i'm, I'm saying is i'm wondering if the what no like movies like that like you they have might to be, be really careful because people are like overly sensitive and everything and everyone gets like canceled so especially something like, like that if the only story like sorry let me touch up no, um so like if the only thing you're cutting off is cutting off as far as the story is like that they treated him badly because of the way he looks then you're kind of shaming his appearance so yeah the bullying with anything basically the whole movie is about a bunch of people that bully him yeah and that's where it's going to be weird because again the same people that are bullying him are the same people that are going to basically endear him at the end and love him like yeah and also the girl uh that's in the movie it's sad because you think about it. Out of all the print, the, the Disney characters, uh, that kind of love story, doesn't she? She ends up with somebody else. Yeah, like that's hard. So basically, I'm supposed to love him no matter what he looked like, but yeah, he's not good enough to be the love interest of the main person. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's horrible. Let, let's see, because you know they change that. They might. They might do because it's called Hunchback. So. It probably won't be said in Notre Dame. Maybe it'll be said in modern day. Maybe they have a different timepiece. Well, like, did you ever see the one they did with uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Which one? It was weird because it wasn't Hunchback like that one. It was one Hunchback in Notre Dame. But he was Hunchback in the sense of like he was uh, Igor in Frankenstein movie. Oh, And okay. they found like the basically Frankenstein. It was The reason it burned me up because it was just so funny because he was like that. He was Hunchback. He would like he would... Have this thing, and the guy basically figured out he just had a couple of physical issues, but he was able to fix it, and then yeah. all of a sudden he was like almost like normal. So if it was like uh, ugly duckling syndrome, maybe, but I don't think Hunchback Notre Dame has ever had that kind of storyline, 
But he didn't. He wasn't. Because uh, even the beast gets with Bell. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad about that's something I never liked about Hunchback. He never gets with the girl. All right. So the next one is. Oh, wait, do we say how much? What was the number for Hunchback? I mean, I, I think there's a new story they're gonna try to touch on it. Like three, three. I give it a four because I'm, I'm, I've not seen it live action before, and I, I, I guess they could see it because the whole there's not a, a lot of fantasy based concept. on, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, because it's a different, concept. yeah, there's not a lot of fantasy to it. So it's like you can you can easily make a live action. Yeah, I just want to know how they're gonna be able to do that without really kind of shaming appearance. Yeah. All right. So the next one is Bambi. Is gonna be the same no thing. CGI. Don't do it. One no mm-hmm. live action CGI. There's animals. some movies that it's okay if they stay animated, and that's one of them. That's one of them. So you give yeah. that, you give that a one two, a zero. Because they're not gonna make it non animated. They're just gonna make it just like Lion King. They're it's just a gonna bunch make of CGI. It, uh, yeah, CGI. Actors. Good CGI does not live action like make. Yes, it's almost indistinguishable, but that doesn't make it live action. Okay. Also, you're gonna kill his mom. <laughs> like that. I'm sorry. Like I'm not cool with. Like you're, you're gonna make a movie where you already know. Like everybody in the audience already knows they are gonna kill his mom. <laughs> like within a couple of minutes of the movie. All right. Like look at Bambi. Kill his mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one, which I know I don't. I want to see how you're excited about it. Is Hercules? They're doing a live action Hercules. Oh my gosh. Question is who's Hercules? They uh, haven't announced who's Hercules. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like who was I mean, like who, what movie? No, was no. That? But here we have some amazing attachment to this. So they have the Russo brothers oh. attached to this movie, and wow. they're trying to make it. Their intention is to they're make basically going to make a Marvel style. Oh my god! A Greek mythology Disney. Well, because live they already action. did that in Marvel a lot. So, so it's, it's going to be like so a de- like a decade long movie of. Hercules. So it's going to be like it's going to be like Thor movies, basically. Thor, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Russo brothers. They, uh, they also have uh, Daniel Callahan, which wrote uh, Shang-Chi, which we haven't seen yet. He's going to be the writer. They say that it might not fully be a literal translation to the original, but they might make it almost a little bit like a musical. They had a musical numbers, and they might get some inspiration from that. So it almost sounds like they're going to do like a like a Marvel-style... Because uh, um, that's the only live-action action... Sorry, the only live-action action kind of movie with a good musical that I've seen so far I think was Aladdin yeah so something like that but Marvel level Marvel level and I suppose they're going to try to expand as a franchise so they're going to do a lot of movies with it so he's going to basically every movie is going to he's, they're basically going to start making a more home like it's going to be a family friendly version of um, uh, what was that movie? Remember the movie where Poseidon, not Poseidon, Poseidon's son. Percy Jackson? No, not no. Percy specifically, oh. but the original, um, the one where he figured out who he was, he grabbed the head and he killed the... Medusa? Yeah, it was, he killed Medusa's head. No, no, I know, but the, oh. before that, there was another uh, old movie like from the 80s and 70s, but they actually, Clash of the Titans. Oh, yes, yes, It's yes. going to be a uh, more family-friendly mm-hmm. Clash, Clash of the, of the Titans. Titans, yes. Yes. So, what's your numbers on that one? Five. I'll get them. I'm good with that. Five. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the biggest one. She's like, yes. Five. I'll go five with that, yeah. So excited. All right. The next one, and I know they've been talking about this, and we've seen several adaptation, it is Pinocchio. Oh, God. So. Can you do um, Pinocchio, though, well? Especially with the Island of Pleasure. I. I do you remember the Island of Pleasure? Yes. To have a bunch of kids smoking yeah. cigars and stuff? Yes, I remember. I don't know. 
Yeah. Like, there's certain movies, I don't know how well they'll adapt, especially to the screen, and especially to the modern-day audience. We so, see. I don't know. We'll see. So, they do... So, this movie was announced back a few years ago, but I guess they're pushing it forward because a lot of the live actions are getting more popular now. Mm-hmm. And they do... So apparently, they have uh, several directors and screenwriters to land on Robert Zemeckis to direct. Okay, so and whimsical. They, uh, so, and they also have Chris White to to co-write which he did about a boy in rogue one so they and they also have so they have a good they have a good cast you ready they have apparently they have tom hanks to play geppetto okay they have benjamin evans ainsworth don't know who that is (laughs) to play pinocchio uh cynthia arrivo to play blue fairy luke evans the coachman and to play the voices they have josh gordon lovett as jiminy cricket Keegan, Michael K as Hannes, Hannes John, Lorraine Bracco as Sophia the Seagull. And the movie's going to be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. So it's going to be a straight-to-Disney+, Plus movie. It won't even hit theaters. What I'm afraid of is that it's going to be like Dumbo, where yes. Dumbo had a huge cast. Yeah. But I didn't hear about Dumbo after they came out. Yeah. That's, that's I forgot it came out. I, just exactly. saw, I saw the trailer, and I was like, okay. It was very it. bland, like a very bland like introduction. Like Nobody yeah. talked about it. So I don't know. I guess three right now. Three? Yeah. yeah. How about you? Two. I'd Two? watch it, but I'm not like that excited. excited? Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next one is, this was announced back a few years ago too, is The Sword in the Stone. That's so, one I could see because that one, nobody even talks about the cartoon anymore. Yes. Yeah, so they yeah, have. I don't know what that is. Okay. So just so you're aware, uh, Angel, mm-hmm. um, The Sword in the Stone was this cartoon. I loved it. So basically what happened is this kid just kind of grew up in poverty. Arthur. And kinda, Arthur. Um, and his, he used to be the assistant to Merlin. So he was just a kid with a kind heart. And then one day there was a stone and everybody knew whoever pulled the sword out of the stone would be king. Now the thing is, was worthy. nobody, every, every knight would come and try to pull every knight would come and like do this, but nobody could pull it out. And one day the kid just stepped up, pulled it out. And like, everybody was like shocked. Like, wait, how did you do that? Like, and that's because he is King Arthur. Yes. The story of King Arthur. I've seen a movie. It's a Disney movie that's connected to that. Like, is that the one about the like the modern day teenagers, whatever? Yes. Or, yeah. That's the one I've seen. I, so have, I haven't seen it. The I've kid in it. King Arthur's Court or something like that? No, that's no, a different that's, one. That's a whole different one. <laughs> that's how outdated that's a I am. Whole different one right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so they have they're appointing Juan Carlos Franz Dilo uh, from Twenty Eight Days Later to direct. Wow, wait, and what? yeah, and then Brian uh, Cogman from Game of Thrones to to uh, screenwrite. Oh, so this is gonna be like a war movie. It's not gonna be <laughs> yeah. like no love, like wow. Yeah. So, but here's the great thing about it is that uh, besides a sword, a sword in the stone, Disney is also working on the Merlin saga, which is focused on, on the wizard from Sword in the Stone with Ridley Scott. Well, this I don't know. Like, there's gonna be so many different adaptations of those movies where it's like. I mean, how many Merlin movies? There was a Merlin TV show. There was a Merlin movie. There was movies about King Arthur, movies about, like, Arthur in general, like, First Night with my, my, um, uh, Gear. Uh, what was his name? Um, Richard Gear. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. There's so many adaptations. So it would have been just cool because the whole point of the Sword in the Stone was not that he became King Arthur. He never did. It was just about everything that built up to him pulling that sword out of that stone. Yeah. 
So it doesn't look like they're going to go there. It looks like he's going to pull that stone out of the stone within five minutes, and then the rest of the movie is going to be war. Yeah. So so what's your excitement for that? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's very really mystical, though. It, I mean, I love mystical. It's just I've heard all those stories again and again and again. Right now, I want to say three and a half. Three and a half. A little bit of interest, but not enough. <laughs> Four. 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 Because wow. I like all that stuff in general, so it right. sounds good. So the next one is going to be uh, Robin Hood. Oh. But this one is in a, uh, was announced last year and is going to be a live action slash CGI hybrid remake of the animated Robin Hood movie. So they're going to have, like Robin Hood is going to be a fox. He's going to be live action as a fox. Like they're going to do... Oh, like, they're going to do the cartoon fox version of that? Yeah, like, like, yeah, like Robin Hood uh, and uh, Marianne being foxes. Prince John was a lion. Little John was a bear. So they're going to have... So think of Sonic. Like that. But, but they're not going to have actual humans. I don't know if they're going to have actual... They're going to have... And I told the cynic. A lot of the movies that, that do live action, they like to add a human element into it. So I feel like they're going to just have some kid go through a portal and just land there and just keep it moving. Like Space Jam? Like that. I don't know, man. I think... I'm too tired of these movies that are call themselves live action when they're animated. I don't. They're good animation, but they're animated. Yeah. So live action. If they do live action, that means they're gonna keep. So they have, they have. If they do live action, I guess they're gonna have to have some human element. But Lion King didn't, and it was considered live action. So the next one. Oh wait, no. Besides, before we go into that, they have Carlos Lopez Estrada from Blind Spotting to direct, and Carrie Gulland. Wait, from Blind Spotting? Yeah. Do you know Blind Spotting? Yes. They're having him direct. It's a movie about people that are on heroin. Yes. It was a Jude Law oh that was huge gosh. in that movie. Oh, yeah. no, McGregor. Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, yeah. That was when he was like a, like a, like tw- early, early 20s. 20 years old, yeah. And he was a freaking heroin head. Yeah. Crackhead. So they, and then they also had. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. That, you said blind spotting. That's train spotting. Blind spotting. That's a whole different thing. Sorry, guys. Went on a tandem for no reason. <laughs> Train spotting, I believe, is the one where the drug induced movie. Blind spotting is something different. Blind, yeah. They also have. Let me get her name. Hold on. Just went on a tandem for no reason. <laughs> yeah, he went hard on that. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm just thinking, like, what would you make a Disney movie for? Like, yeah. And they have a uh, uh, Carrie uh, Granlund. To do, she was a writer for the 2019 Lady and the Tramp movie. It what nobody watched. Yeah, the one that was like that. That was <laughs> right, right alongside of uh, uh was Dumbo? it Dumbo? Sad. I feel like a lot of movies are gonna be like that. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, no, watch I the think trend, now that don't watch the movie. I just feel like now because movie theaters are not as popular to go watch these movies, like people are just like, what's on? Let's let's see whatever's on there and this. They I'm just waiting for that. I want to. I want them to come out with something random that nobody they didn't think it was going to be popular, and also it's the best show on Disney Plus. Like their own version of what's that uh, a movie with uh, Sandra Bullock? Miscongeniality? No. <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of the one where the <laughs> one where I just need whichever one I saw. But I the one where they they're not allowed to see because they, they see demons. Bond, and, uh, bird, uh, bird box. Yes, I would love to Disney Plus to have a bird box. Like the movie um, or TV show, they did not even think anybody was going to notice, and it all of a sudden blew up Disney Plus. Well, everyone noticed it because they thought it was going to be a scary movie, and it ended up being like funny to everyone. That was hilarious. 
So what was your excitement on this one? For Robin Hood? And then Blind Spotting? I saw that movie. Now that I think about it, I looked it up. Which one is it? It's, it's a movie that came out last year. What's less than one, by the way? Huh? What's less than one? What? What's less than one in the ratings? Zero. <laughs> I have no excitement whatsoever. For Robin Hood? <laughs> yeah, I have no excitement. So care. wait, so are you more excited? What was the other one you gave a zero to? Bambi or Robin Hood? Which one are you more no, excited? No, no, Bambi, I'm against. That's what I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't, you, don't come out with it. I know, they're just going to kill an you're, animal you're, you're, and call it a movie. This one, I just don't care. In fact, if I have the choice, I'm about to say no. So I'm going to say two. Two. All right. Would you still pay the Disney Plus early access for it? You feel like I can, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a, a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of a tenth of, like, a penny for this month because this one movie out of seven million movies that you have that I hated. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so we have a two and a two. Two also. Next one, before, uh, there's two more. I'm going to leave the next one for last. The next one, they're going to do a, a Aladdin spinoff. From uh, for Prince Anders, from the movie. Remember Prince Anders, the guy who basically was in the movie barely like he was from Iceland or something. Yeah, I guess. The I guess. Why? Wait, they're gonna do a spinoff on him? Yeah. What he? Okay. I would have rather seen a spinoff of the genie and that girl. You know, starting a life I, together. Yeah, I would love to see a movie or TV show showing how they raise their kids and explaining how he was once a genie and now he's yeah. a human. No one. Can, oh my gosh, that's funny. So they're gonna do a spinoff of him. It's gonna be a straight to D- Disney Plus movie. So, well, it's just like just like the act, just like the character in the movie is gonna be forgettable. I don't remember. <laughs> All I remember is him getting bit and screaming. That's it. All right. So you ready for the last one? What? Yes. You ready? Mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch live, live action will be will get a live action treatment from John M. Chu who did Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights is set to direct oh. though there are no characters cast or crews that has been announced yet and he is also working before we do the ratings he's also working on the Willow Disney Plus series also okay you got me a Willow he's doing Disney Plus series He's no, it's just got me a willow. Um, so, all right, let's, let's do Lilo and Stitch. Our excitement. Our excitement for that. Um, so, I'm just wondering how they're going to be able to create a cannibalistic little demon think and make him lovable. Look at Sonic. If they do Sonic... It... Yeah, Sonic is not a demon. Not like... He is a demon. He's a not demon, a demon like this one. He's a, he's a speed devil. Stitch isn't a demon. He's just an alien that doesn't no, know yes, how to interact with humans. He does like humans. horrible things to people in the beginning of the show. Well, because yeah. he he doesn't know any better. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm saying, but like, how are you going to make that? It's almost like once you eat, you see him eat a person, you're not going to look at it like, oh, well, you know, he just needs to find his heart. <laughs> <laughs> like change, like that, they're going to give him a 2021 treatment and make it a little bit more, more uh, child like tantrums. Because he doesn't know any better, and then still make him lovable and likable, even though you, he's annoying the hell out of you. Even though he's a weird rat dog yes. looking thing with six legs. With yes, they'll they'll make it. <laughs> guarantee, guarantee. If they do this good and they do it right, there's gonna be plush toys out for him, and they're gonna sell. Oh, hundred percent. They still like sell them like for money, like good money. Oh, now. they had a. All right, before we get into the ratings, I saw that they had a stitch, a stitch. Um, release for like he had like a, a weird outfit i don't know what it was like a stitch day release so it was like this exclusive item coming out to the disney store for like a new plus stitch and there were people in line from six in the morning or, or earlier 
waiting in line to get that stitch. Of course, it's a I stitch. believe that. I believe and that. And that was it. Was like this that. year. This year. <laughs> Didn't no, they close this, the stitch ride at Disney? I think so. I think they're redoing it. No, I think they close it to to do another one. Yeah, yeah. But now, if this movie blows up, they might have to remake it into the modern day one. But what's your segment for Lilo and Stitch? Mm, four. I I want to see how they do it live action because I love the movies. Yeah. But how about four. you, Nick? Just don't whitewash it. No, they better not. <laughs> like that better have some. Hawaii, the, I don't know what the Rock is Pol- going to do. Actually, the Rock should be the guy, the Asian with the sunglasses. Oh the my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> That would yo Disney hear us now. The Rock get him as the agent and Lilo and Stitch. Actually, you can get the you can even get the girl from uh, Moana because she's about that age. I think she's a, at least she's a, to anything. play the sister. To play, she would play know. the sister. She yeah, play she can sister. play the sister because the girl has have... to be like five, six years old. Yeah. She Lilo, has to be super young. Lilo is like no older than seven or eight. So yeah, she needs someone to um, play young. I just want the the CGI for for um, Stitch. Stitch. Has to be on point. Has to be and, 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 you gotta, and the again, villain. You have to make, villain. You have to yeah, make yes, him. You have to make him ones. very sinister and cute at the same time. And then, which is very hard for live action. Doesn't it have like a, a the shark person, shark guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I say. You have to make these characters vicious and also lovable. I don't yeah. Know. So you what's your excitement? You hear said four. I said four. Yes. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yes. All righty. <laughs> All right. So let's, because well, I don't know if you've seen Willow, if Nikki caught you up on no, the, the, the 80s. So, all right. Before we get into the Willows, guys, Nick has been on this adventure with our niece, Angel, to introduce her to a lot of 80s classic classic movie. movies, mm-hmm. movies that are underrated, movies that were pu- super popular at the time. And we started, what movie did we start? Goonies. We started with the Goonies. Goonies. And then uh, Princess Bride. Princess of the Lost Boys. Fre- uh, I don't think we got we got two Lost Boys. No, I don't think we watched that one. Yet. No, not Lost Boys, but uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, uh, first episode, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Willow's another one. You have to you have yeah, we added add it onto the list, but because you haven't seen it, you could have your you, Nick could let you know what the movie's about a little bit. This mm-hmm. it's like has to do with a lot of wizards and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, just so like that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a, do the, I love. It's, 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 it's definitely worth the watch, even now after all these years. It's Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> type magic this goes up and yeah. <laughs> so what's oh. your excitement on it Nick um my excitement on Willow the, is the series 100 they're making a series yeah John and Chu is gonna be working on 100 100 100 ooh wow that's that's good I will wear my Willow costume up until the you know what show <laughs> you know what show I just watched I just finished watching on Disney Plus is uh The Mighty Ducks Game Changer Really? It's so it was such lighthearted, enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed every episode. It was just like, oh, so adorable. Aw. Yeah, I was like, those kids are so nice. So wait, I saw that because I keep on getting these like press pass type things like on my screen. So I didn't see the, I saw the Mighty Ducks one, and then I saw another one who like it looked like they took Mighty Ducks and turned it into basketball with. Uh, John Stamos. John Stamos. Yes. Yeah, Uncle yes. Jesse, whatever. I keep getting that. Every time I finish the episode, I'm like, do you want to watch Big Shots? I'm like, no, I do not. I do not want to watch a basketball version of Mighty Ducks. I like, know. <laughs> yes. All right. So, oh. Uh, so. Should we let them know what we're going to be watching? Yeah, that's week? the last thing we're going to finish up. So next week, we'll be watching Wrath, Wrath of Man yes. with um, Jason Statham and a Guy Ritchie movie. Yes. So let's let's give it up to that. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes. 
uh, early access. Early, early access cinema, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so if you guys want to hear us, watch it before we talk about it. Go check it out. If not, you don't want to spend the money. You could come back next week and hear all the spoilers, <laughs> so you don't have to waste the money. Make popcorn and listen. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's my music. I do my own sound effects to the show. But like always, I want to say thank you to Angel for joining us in this Cruella movie spoilerful episode. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes. Whenever we watch another movie together, you're definitely going to get on <laughs> and talk about it. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on our social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at From My Mom's Garage or send us an email at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, com- comments, concerns, questions. Movies suggest we talk about topics to discuss or anything that we could do to improve your listening pleasures. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.